Okay, people. So we are here for episode. Ah, I think it's 179. Echoes from the void, and um, you know, there's definitely shit that is really been popping off this week. Which, to be honest, it's not been a surprise. But I think irony of irony, right? So, <laughs> and. You know, we've seen this happen countless of times. A war breaks out, and the country doing the shenanigans will try and ban all media. So Russia have, um, yeah, they put a kind of a block on Facebook. They're censoring Facebook, right? And Facebook aren't happy, which is an irony, because Facebook... Hey, they've been censoring a lot of people, you know, over the last couple of years, especially. Now it happens to them, right? And they're, yeah, they're pissed. So they're, they're saying that they are banning Russian ads and, um, yeah, Russian outlets can no longer monetize, you know, whatever they put up. And it's just a bit like, Wait, you're only banning that shit now because of they they blocked you? Like, surely in a war, you know, you would try and make every like because we know that Russia are banning like and blocking and hacking the UK. So you would think. Right, media outlets are like, okay, if we're not getting it from Ukraine, we can't put anything out from Russia because it's all fucking tainted. But no, they're only doing it because they got blocked. Right? Facebook be fucked up, man. Facebook, Facebook is um, you know, Facebook is like that person, you know what I mean, who is um all about you know, like going out there going, equality, equality, bah. but then they take a job on the side, right? That's what it, it is like someone at a party who's like, yo, we're, no, we're here to have fun. And as soon as someone catches their eye and tries to hit on them, then they ditch the crew. That's Facebook for you, people. Yeah. Some shiesty motherfuckers, but we all knew that. What is new? Anyway, let us get into this week's episode, shall we, people? Because there's a few things to talk about, as you would imagine. So let's go. All right, people. So it happened. You know what I mean? It happened. And I don't, hey, if you are in your right mind, you, everyone knew Russia was going to pull the trigger, right? You don't mass troops on a border for no reason, right? You just don't do it. And listen, Russia already stole back the Crimea. Was it the Crimea? It was one place, right? And, you know, the Ukraine offers them some good shit. So you knew it was going to happen. So there's no surprise. Now, I think one of the craziest things, supposedly Putin has put his nuclear forces on high alert, right? And the, the 
funniest thing, the, the reason he has given, right, is <laughs> it was because of aggressive statements by the West. And I'm just like, wait, what the fuck are we doing here, right? <laughs> you you invade a country. What did you think people were gonna say? But to be honest, right? They were all they were always going to put the nuclear weapons on high alert, right? That's the reason people have nuclear weapons so they can use them to try and make people back down and kowtow to them. So although everyone's like, yeah, let's disarm our nukes. Come on, man. Let's be honest. Countries aren't really disarming their nukes. Everyone that says they're disarming their nukes are keeping a few nukes just in case, right? Especially with North Korea and Russia. So uh, gun-ho, let's say, right? So, um, yeah, that is, um, yeah, that's a, a fun little announcement um, from Putin, <laughs> which is, uh, yeah, it's definitely crazy. I mean, um, yeah, look, everyone, everyone's a bit pissed, right? The EU have issued sanctions, Right, they've issued sanctions. They're they're banning Russian planes from EU airspace. Right, <laughs> barring um Kremlin. This is Kremlin-run media outlets, Sputnik and Russia Today from EU territory. Which, let's be honest, if you're barring them, you kind of have to bar all Russian media because. How do you know that other things aren't run by the Kremlin, right? Come on, like we know Russia had hacking farms and all of this. So how would you know? You know what I mean? The, 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 the other weird thing is, right, they're financing weapons for Ukrainian troops and militia, which is just like, hey, just send the fucking UN bullshit army, right? Because sending weapons to people that don't know how to use weapons. And I'm not saying Ukraine doesn't have an army, but the militia, um, any militia is usually filled with people that maybe don't really know how to use a gun and all of that shit, right? Don't know warfare. Giving those people's weapons, it, it, it's not really going to do a lot. Now, they, they can definitely hold things off a little bit, but they're not going to stop the inevitable, right? Now, it is a way of going, look, we helped. Yeah, it's especially like banning planes from air. So what are you going to do if planes go into that airspace? Right? Are you going to shoot them down? Because really, that's the only way you're going to do anything, right? You've got to shoot down the planes, 
Otherwise, they're just going to encroach knowing you ain't really going to do shit. It's all lip service, which kind of is the EU. <laughs> no one really cares about the EU, the UN, any of these things, because they don't really back up anything. Don't really back up anything. But yeah, that is, that's happening. Now, we have seen a load of people just with their bullshit, right? Going, um, we stand with the... Now, I'm not saying, don't say you stand with the U Ukraine, because, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, listen, they're showing your support, but it, it's these bullshit, bullshit moves that some people do. Like, ah, uh, man, I saw, what is it? I saw something where um, I think at football game, right, football team were holding up Euro Ukraine flags. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure that these poor Ukrainians are running for their lives, trying to stay alive, trying to stay warm and hungry and fed and just all of that, might run past the TV and go, ah. Those people at a football match, they're holding alpha. Oh, that means so. Fuck you, you dumb fucking idiots, right? Now, we know how gutless the, uh, the IOC is. Well, FIFA show they're pretty much the same, which, to be honest, we knew that, right? So FIFA has ordered Russia to compete um, all their other matches, all their upcoming matches without their flag anthem, and as the Football Union of Russia in neutral territory. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, kick them out. Right? Sanctions are sanctions. And it is definitely rough for all the poor fucking athletes. It's definitely rough. But it's things like that that force a country to make a change. Because with the amount of money that comes from sport, right? Hosting a World Cup, a European Championships, a Champions League right, an Olympics, a Commonwealth game, hosting events such as these brings so much money, so much money, so banning a country, right, because you're also getting TV revenue, so banning a country, it makes a statement, but FIFA are gutless, FIFA are gutless, right, so they're not doing it, they're just like, oh, you can't have your flag. Now, a load of teams, well, I say a load of teams, right? a few teams have said they're not going to play Russia, right? England, Poland, Czech Republic, and Sweden have all said, nah, ain't happening, right? Um, which is an interesting one because I think Russia kind of were meant to play Poland in a playoff 
or Czech Republic or Sweden, right? But they've all said they're not going to play Russia, which, I mean, firstly, if you know that you have to do a playoff, it is a little thing, right? Go, we don't, we're not playing them because it, it then helps your chances of getting through. But also, yeah, fuck it, right? Fuck it. Um, I mean, yeah, like FIFA, they're so spineless, man. They're saying they they will take holding talks with um, all other sporting organizations over whether Russia should be expelled from competitions. I'm just like, what? why do you have to ask other people? It's so weird because FIFA always always try and declare, right? They're for um, equality and human rights and, you know, represent just all of these things. If that's what you are doing, you would expel a country if it's invading another country, right? Because that goes against human rights. Right, so it just kind of shows that a lot of these organizations they're just in it for that bling bling, you know what I mean? That's it, that is the thing. So, um, yeah, FIFA, you spineless pieces of shit, shame on you, shame on you. You know what I mean? Ugh. It is so, uh, so rubbish, man. It really is. It really, and it's just like, don't go, you mean, you, you do all of this and it's like, oh, but our thoughts remain with everybody affected by the shocking and worrying. No, 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 no. No. You, you don't get to say that and sit on the fucking Uh, and it's like and doing you know the the whole lip service right so BP BP had um, a a 20% stake in Rosneft which is a Russian oil company and they're like oh because Russia we're going to get rid of that 20% it's just like, what? It, like, what the fuck? What are you doing? You know what I mean? It's just like, listen, it, it's a, it's a state oil company, right? With everything we know, everything we know, how the shistiness that Russia have been doing on the business front, They're like North Korea, right? You were still in bed with them up until this point. Up until this point. And it's like now you're in, oh, no, this is it. Yeah, this is the reason why. There were so many reasons before this even happened. But now it's it's just like, you know, real reasons being oil's been found in other places. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's just like, ah. Maybe we don't need Russia for the oil as much. 
gonna be doing some fracky fracking, you know what I mean? Gonna go in bed with Saudi Arabia. So yeah, let's let's just dump this and look good for the PR. PP, what the fuck, son? What the fuck? Now, one thing that is very um, interesting, because, yeah, as I said, look, Russia have tried to block all signals and stuff like that from the Ukraine. But Elon Musk, old Eloni, right, he... Um, he had his Skynet, Starnet. I always want to say Skynet because of Terminator. But no, he's got his Starlink company, right? Which works from satellites in space. They launch loads of satellites to bounce the internet down to certain countries. You know, places like Africa where cell reception is kind of shit, right? So it, it, it's doing these things to help, which is, you know, you've got to say, hey, it's, it's nice, right? Now, he's saying that these satellites, he's made them active over the Ukraine, right, to um, ensure that they still have internet, right? And so they can get, you know, their messages across and out the country, which, hey, that's a good fucking look, right? That's a good fucking look, you know? It, it, even with people going, um, you know, to hate him and all of that, he, he has helped. He has helped, right? It is a helpful thing. So, yeah, I, I, I will definitely say that, um, yeah, you got, you got to give props to um, Musk for uh, doing it. Again, it does help with the whole PR and all of that kind of thing, but it's still, it is still a solid move. Still a solid move. Now, Let's go out with this, because I did not know this, right? This is crazy, right? So, what is it? 600 places in America are changing their name, right? Well, they're going to be renamed. And this is because they have the word squaw in their name, right? Now, it's come to light that it's a derogatory term, right? It's a, it's a derogatory term for indigenous women. Never fucking knew that. Because, you know, you watch those westerns and things like that, and people would say, like, I don't know, like, you'd hear the word, but it, it, I don't know, like, maybe I'm misremembering, I don't remember it being thrown out, like, ugh, you dirty school, you know what I mean, like, I don't recall that, I just recall hearing it in reference to 
you know, women. But it turns out, yeah, it, it's a it's supposedly an offensive term. Which, yeah, it, it just look, I get why you want to remove it, for sure. Definitely get the now. I do feel that they should leave something, right? There should be a note that this place used to be called. We are changing it because of this. I, I definitely feel that needs to be there. But yeah, yeah. They, look, if it's a derogatory term, yeah, remove it for sure. Because I am sure. You know, these poor women going to some of these places or maybe having to live in some of these places, it's never sat well, right? So, yeah, but definitely, definitely, let's educate motherfuckers, right? Let, let, I know, let's, it does need to be put out there so people understand, yeah, that this, not cool, not cool. And so we had to rectify. But yeah, I did. it's funny, man. You learn something new all the fucking time, right? And this is brought about by Deb Haland, right? U.S. Interior Secretary, who is, um, yeah, I think the, the, I think like the first indigenous woman to hold that role. Right, but um, yeah, crazy, right? Fucking crazy people, but uh, yeah, there you go, there you go. All right, now I feel it's time to move on to something lighter, so let's go look at some TV and books, shall we? Okay, so uh, we're a week late, but we're getting to severance. Okay, so this is a new Apple TV Plus series, which is created by Dan Erickson. Yeah, it's uh, it's a definitely an interesting one, people. Ben Stiller and Alfie McArdle direct the series. Um, it is executive produced by Stiller. Erickson, um, Nicholas Weinstock, Jackie Cohen, Mark Friedman, Andrew Colville, Chris Black, and John Cameron. Produced by Adam Scott, Patricia Arquette, and McArdle. um, Each episode, and I believe there are... Ten? Feel there's ten. I might be wrong. Um, but yeah, they're around fifty to fifty-seven minutes. You know what I mean? It's about yeah. I'd say there are. It's about that, right? And um, our cast. It is a good cast, right? So Adam Scott is our main character, as it were, Mark Scout, right? Um, He has got a sister called Devon, 
who's played by Jen Tollock. And um, Devon is married to Rickon, who is played by Michael Chernus. And I feel the name Rickon does fit that character. Because the character is, I mean, he's a character, right? Um, now, at work, Mark's colleagues, uh, we have got Dylan played by Zach Cherry. Uh, there is also Irvin. Dylan is like the kind of, he wants to be the Joker, right? And Irvin, who is played by John Turturro, he is the dude that follows the rules to a T. Right, is like, yes, the company loves us and we should uphold everything and be loyal, and but they would never do us wrong. That's who Irvin is. Um, there is a new employee who we meet called Helly, and she is played by Britt Lauer. Um, the Supervisor for the uh, to for the division, right? In which um, in which they all work, right? The macro data refinement division. He is um, called Seth Milchik, and he is played by Tramela Tillman. Um. Do, 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 do. We also have got um, the boss, right, who is played by Patricia Arquette, and that is Harmony Cabell. We also learned something else about old Harmony Cabell, which really gets crazy, right? We... Um, have P.T., who Heli is replacing. He is played by Yul Vasquez. And, um, yeah, he was Mark's best friend at work. Um, there is Mr. Garner, played by Michael Cumpsty, who is, I know, he's kind of an enforcer at the workplace, but we're not quite sure what he really does, you know what I mean? There is a Natalie, who is the bald liaison, and she is played by Sidney Cole Alexander. Um, who have I missed? Oh, we've got Bert who is the chief of optics and design. Uh, and he is played by Christopher Walken. Yes. Um, and him and Irvin, they get on pretty well. They meet and they feel, well, they seem like similar, similar minds. Oh, and then there's Miss Casey, who is the wellness counselor. And she is played by Ditchen Lackman. So yeah, that's uh, that's the cast, people, and the gist of the film 
the series film is uh yeah the, the gist is this right mark leads a team of office workers at lumen industries whose memories have been surgically divided between their work and their personal lives in a process known as severance Yes, it's a, it's a weird medical procedure, people. Um, yeah, it, it, it means that your work memories are, uh, yeah, they're separate. So you essentially have two people, your work persona, your inner, and your outie. Your innie and your outie, that's how they, they, they kind of form it. Um, when a mysterious colleague appears outside of work to Mark, it begins a journey to discover the truth about their jobs. So this is like super kind of weird and mysterious. And when it first starts, the thing that really jumped to mind was, uh, I think it was an NBC show. I think it was NBC. It was called Profit. And it was about a dude who was a cutthroat at work, but in his at home, he was still kind of living in the trauma of his childhood and he used to sleep in a cardboard box. It was like super weird and he was getting revenge on people and it was like twisted. But yo, it was good, man. It was really good. I don't think the, the like this, yeah. Their times always shifted over the, this side of the pond. And I don't think we ever got the end of the series. Maybe the series didn't actually end. I don't know. But that's what really jumped to mind. But, yo, it is definitely a lot different, right? Because we open up with a girl on a conference table, right? Um, who we later find out is Heli. So she's on this conference table and then we hear a voice talking to her and it's just like asking all these questions and it's just like, huh, what the fuck is going on? Right, there's a camera, we're going from a top view and then we start to kind of low to eye level and it's panning around the room and just like, boom. And yeah, it, so it's super, you're super intrigued. We then jump to a guy in his car crying, who we discover is Mark, right? He then gets out of the car. He's in the car park of work. And we see him enter the building. And entering the building is this real kind of military pro. The building itself is frigging huge, right? It kind of reminded me of the turbine hall like the entrance bit, the turbine, the turbine hall of the Tate Modern, right? And so you go in and he has to wait to be allowed up in the lift. And then he get, has to get, you know, a guy with a, a thing to be like, burr, 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 all of that. We then see him go to his locker where he's wearing a pass, a watch, shoes, all of these get exchanged. Yeah. All of these items get exchanged. So there's a different watch, 
a different pass, new pair of shoes. So it's properly odd. And then as he's walking in, again, mad load of space, right? And where he works, just four cubicles, connected desk cubicles in the center of another huge room. So you're like, and the computers they're using, they're kind of a bit like those old school Macs. Is there something else I can help with? No, Siri. Um, yeah, a bit like those old-fashioned Macs with a colored background, with a colored, you know, basey bit on the back. But all of these are blue. Yeah, you know I mean, it is a bit like all the decor is very uniform. There's not really any creative edges. And when we see the pictures and things like that, although Irvin thinks they're very majestic and, you know, spiritual, they're a little twisted. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're a little twisted, right? I, and so you're just like, oh, what is, what is this about, right? What is happening here we we get this whole um you know as it goes on we learn about this different persona but yeah as mark comes he learns his best friend at work has resigned right has left so it's all a bit like oh. he gets promoted right and then he has to do an induction which takes us to the very start right of heli on the on the desk and we see mark you know do all the steps we saw at the beginning and then it goes further from there we learned this is how they all got the job right but they know what it is going in right they have to record this message and all of this none of this is spoilers don't worry, but it lays the groundwork, right, lays the groundwork, and you're just, in your head, you're, you're trying to figure out what the fuck is going on, because this is definitely odd, there's something happening, because the work we see them do, it's a weird one, right, they're just doing shit with numbers. Now, I've done, I used to work in accounts, people. <laughs> Crazy, right? Um, I did bank reconciliation, which is crunching numbers, and this isn't that, right? So you think, what the fuck is, what are they doing? And it does make you wonder, so what is the thing this company does? You know what I mean? Are they arm trafficking? Are they making illegal drugs? Is it money? Like, what is the real thing? But no one knows. No one really knows. And we're just learning all of these things. It's episode one. <sighs> episode one ends on a real, like, yo... Because, so Mark is an elderly neighbor who he helps. And we learn something crazy at the end of the first episode. 
which definitely has you okay we need to <laughs> we definitely need to do more to find out what what goes down we also learn a little bit on the perception of the severance procedure episode 2 it is we're getting a little bit more info right about everything that's going down you know at the the strangeness of the organization but we're not we're still really no clearer of knowing what exactly is happening we we still don't fully know but you're given just enough for you to be so intrigued that you're you're riding with it still you know um and then in the third episode oh man like we, we definitely see that maybe the living situation isn't as much of a choice and it, it just there's just so much there Helly, her situation is getting crazier and crazier. It is really taking a turn. It is really taking a turn. Now, right, I think we, we're getting a bit more to a place where Mark might do something, right? Who knows? He might do something um there there seems to be the possibility of the in and the out lives really colliding here and yeah they they still really haven't given away what the fuck it could be so i i i imagine everyone watching this is you know coming up with their own kind of idea their own idea of what the fuck might be rocking which i have to say would be mad interesting just to see what are people thinking here because it is so so bizarre right it is it is kind of playing with that work life social life balance you know and that whole control, because I think, in theory, everyone wants to forget about work once they're out that front door, right? So, like, when you think about it, it's just like, oh, shit, this, this is the thing. This is the thing people want. But then you see some of the things that happen at work, not cool. But you wouldn't remember when you leave work, so you wouldn't be able to get disgruntled, right? You wouldn't be like, oh, I'm going to take these people to court. I won't be there. There's none of that. But you wouldn't remember. Which then, it, like, so it gets murkier and murkier and spying and just all these other things are happening. So, um, yeah. Severance is it's interesting, man, because it's a it's kind of different to a most shows out right now, right? I can't really think of anything else that's doing this, right? I remember that old series, it was NBC, um, Better Off Ted, 
only had two seasons, which was a bit of a challenge because a, it was a lot of fun, but it was about you know the workplace and the workplace. Hey, they were it was kind of fucked up. The things that they were actually having to do and the things they put in place to keep people in check, like inventing uncomfortable chairs and just shit like that. So that, but that was a comedy, right? This is uh, this psychological thriller type of thing. So yeah, it's, it's very different. But hey, I am intrigued. I'm intrigued, people. So a new episode hits, I think it's every Friday, right? Every Friday. So yeah, got a few more weeks to find out where the fuck this story is going. But yeah, I am down, people. So if you enjoy, if you enjoy that psychological thing, I think you will be very much hooked on severance. Hey, yo, so people is finally come to an end, right? And I am talking about Joe Abercrombie's The Age of Madness series. All right, so finished The Wisdom of Crowds, book three. And like the others, it's narrated by Stephen Pacey. And boy, oh, shit. There was stuff here that I was not expecting. Not expecting at all. Right? So um let's uh let's hit you with the blurb, shall we? Chaos, fury, destruction. The great change is upon us. Some say that to change the world, you must first burn it down. Now that belief will be tested in the crucible of revolution. The breakers and burners have seized the lever seized the levers of levers? Levers? Yeah, no, that's the thing, right? Seize the levers of power. The smoke of riots has replaced the smog of industry, and all must submit to the wisdom of crowds. With nothing left to lose, Citizen Brock is determined to become a new hero for the new age. While Citizens Savine must turn her talents from profit, from profit to survival before she can claw her way to redemption. Also, we'll find that when the world is turned upside down, no one is lower than a monarch. And in the bloody north, Ricca and her fragile protectorate are running out of allies, while Black Calder gathers his forces and plots his vengeance. The banks have fallen, the son of the Union has been turned down, and in the darkness behind the scenes, the threads of the weaver's ruthless plan are slowly beginning to draw together. <laughs> People, yo, ah, man, I just, I love the way Abercrombie spins a motherfucking tail. Oh, shit. This book, because I think the way it's all left in book two, you know what I mean? The way it's all gone down, you're like, 
Oh, damn. Well, they're all fucked, right? So, but what's going to happen with this revolution? And where's this going? And what? You know what I mean? You, there's certain expectations. There is certain expectations that we have. But it, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because you may think you know where it's going, right? You do not know where it's going. Right, there's a few things that went down, and it's like, oh, I I think that's gonna, and like the Ricker situation, right? There there was a bit where I was like, okay, I I feel I know where this is going because I'm just like, I don't know if these people are gonna be doing this this way. Yeah, you know I mean, and, and I think the way Abercrombie writes. Possibly you see that, right? Now, I'm not saying it was written away that it was so obvious, but I'm just like, I kind of feel, I kind of feel this will go like this, right? And and that, there's an element of that that yeah, did come to pass. And I was like, okay, I thought it did, but I still loved the way it was all executed, right? The way it all came about. Then there was some other shit. Right, there was some other shit. I'm like, huh? Okay, I didn't know you were gonna do that. Right, so even when you think you know, you're still surprised. And with this whole revolution thing, right? The thing I liked about it, it was a bit like the Powder Mage trilogy, the first one, right? Was yeah, I didn't couldn't get into the second one, but I, the first one. Those books and the, the collection of short stories, oh, they're so good. They're so good. I do believe it's been turned into a TV series. I might be wrong there, but I do believe that's what I read one time. But anyway, anyway, right? The thing I really liked about that was because we saw revolution, but then we saw the aftermath. Right, and how it's all gone crazy. And so if you depose a government, like what goes into that void, and then what would your allies think and what would your enemies think? And so we saw all of that, right? What about money? What about food? What about housing? What are just all these things, right? New laws, just yeah, just all of this stuff. So the way that it was great. And we see a similar thing here, right? We, we see them trying to then work out, right? And it's that thing that we see in real life, you know what I mean? Like one party is ousted and the new party comes in and they've made all these promises. And then they never meet those promises, never meet those promises. But what usually happens is they turn into the thing that they supposedly were fighting against. You know what I mean? The thing you voted out has come back. <laughs> and you're like, wait, what, what, what just happened? We, we, we weren't getting rid of that. And now we get this? Right? What happened to the justice and all of this? But, yo, and we've seen it still, right? In, in this whole, you know, woke social justice where you have these people 
going, oh, this person, oh, they should be taken down. And then it's just like, they should never work again and they should do that. And you're like, yo, 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 yo. I thought you were saying when people on the other side were saying that same thing, that that was bad. But now you're calling for the same shit, right? It, it's insane. But uh, yeah, Abercrombie manages to spin all of this into the story, but without hitting you over the head with, that's why Black Lives Matters. That's why trans life matters. That's why we love each other. That's why, yo, it, it's not that. Right, it's not a political statement couched in a story. No, 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 no. This is still the greatness that you loved when you read the blade itself, right? Abercrombie just killing it with the stories. And you know, we, we, this is the thing. So this book, it was like, you know, and I think I said it in the first book, right? That it, it, it's bringing the industrial revolution, right? But in this world, which is all fascinating. And we do get like that, you know, talk of trains, kind of. Right? They're not called trains, obviously. But, you know, I mean, it's like, oh, and we have this steam thing and blah, 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 right? And, and so it's all very interesting. And I think it was done better than Sanderson did with um the Mistborn, you know what I mean? Because you had that first Mistborn trilogy, and then what was it, The Missing Alloy or something like that, the fourth book, and it was kind of bringing in the industrial, but I, yeah, I just didn't, mm, that didn't work for me. But this, oh shit, this worked. This really did. So we see all of this, and we see the way allegiances will shift and just all of that. But then it's just, oh, it's those plans within plans, right? Setting things up in a way, you know what I mean, where you're still going to do the grime. Then it's the betrayals, right? These betrayals and all of that, right? The manipulations, which, which was <laughs> handled very well, very well. The, the way people try and pretend they were a thing, but then they're not. Right, and then the minute they can, they revert back. But on top of all of that crazy, on top of all of that crazy, it's those little bits, those little life truths that are there. They're always there. You know, there, there's this whole bit where all of this stuff happens, and then the characters railing against it, being like, "I and you did this, and you did that." But then you get the person and go, yeah, yeah, I did. And at no point did you say, don't, please don't. Didn't do that. Didn't do that. And then you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. That's a, because, you know, you get sucked up and you've been like, oh, fuck, man. Ah, uh, they've had to go through all of this stuff, and ah, uh, that's kind of shitty, right? And then you realize, and then you that gets in, and you're like, hold on, yeah, they didn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? They did not try and turn this bit around. 
right? And you're just like, oh, right? Because that's the thing, because people can be grimy as fuck, right? You can be all, man, I wouldn't have done that. Oh, that's just unjust, and I can't believe. But it's just like, what did you do to stop that? <laughs> you know what I mean? What, what did you do to stop that? It's like, you know what I mean? I've said it on Echoes, right? Echoes from the Void with Lewis Hamilton. And it's, listen, and I don't hate Lewis Hamilton, but when Lewis Hamilton is all, you know what I mean? Oh, there's a race problem with Formula One. It's just like, yeah. Like, obviously, it's a white sport, son. You need money to get in. Like, the only reason you got into it is because, you know, that cat Williams was like, oh, I'm going to sponsor this kid because I see he's got mad talents. Right? That's a thing. You've been in the game for, I don't know, I forget. He's been doing it for like 10, 15 years, something like that, right? And you're saying this now? <laughs> You're like one of the top paid drivers, if not the top paid driver. So how many how many kids did you sponsor? Right? Because that was done for you. How many did you sponsor? Have you sponsored? Are you like what are you doing to try and change it? Right? Because it, it's I mean, everyone knows what it is. So to try and be like, oh, the other colored faces what's going be like motherfucker shut up and that's the thing with this right we we, we see these characters you know we rail against but then you're like yeah and what did you do what did you do so oh man it, it was just great it's just great it, it's just a subtlety that abercrombie does man yeah and it ends in a way again where you're like, oh shit, yeah, we're going to get more. Well, there's, there's still more to come in this universe. You know, I mean, there's just with the events, right? So there's got to be a reckoning. You know, I mean, someone ain't going to be pleased with the way everything went. So there's going to be that. Also, there was a, the vision, right? So there's a lot of stuff that has to unfold. And people, I can't friggin' wait. I cannot friggin' wait. So yeah, if you've enjoyed the first two books, you're going to love this one for sure. You are people. People, the wisdom of crowds. Woo! Go get you some. And obviously... Do the audible because Stephen Pacey kills it with the narration. All right. So, yeah. The Age of Madness was another, another superb outing by that motherfucker, Joe Abercrombie. Okay, people, so we've hit that time, but before we bounce, let's take a look and see what is happening in the world of TV, right? So if you are a fan 
of that longer-running NBC espionage series, The Blacklist. And you'll be happy to know it has been renewed for a temp season. Yeah, temp season, right? So you can follow Elizabeth Keane, right? Um, and um, make, you know, just all those other characters, right? James Spader and crew. Um, which, yeah, I, I think it's been going so long. It's not really a surprise. NBC locked it down for another, right? And do it, you know, the ninth season, it's not finished. So it gives it time to get everything popping. Feel me? So you have that to look forward to, people. Um, so we've got uh, an Apple TV show coming called The Disclaimer, right? Um, it's going to be starring Kate Blanchett and Kevin Klein. It's an actual, um, it's actually an adaptation of a book of the same name by Rene Knight, uh, and it sounds like um, Sasha Baron Cohen is going to be joining the cast, right? It's being um, written, directed, and executive produced by Alfonso Coron, right? Who is, uh, yeah, handling all the episodes as well, right? So um, in it, Kate Blanchett, she plays a Catherine Ravenscroft, a successful and respected television documentary journalist who reveals transgressions of long-respected institutions. When an intriguing novel written by a widower, played by Klein, appears on her bedside table, she is horrified to realize she is a key character in a story that reveals the darkest secrets from her past. Hmm, uh, there you go, there you go. Also um, starring in it is uh, Gabriela Rodriguez, David Levine, Dawn Olmsted, and Steve Gollan. Um, so uh, yeah, there you go. Um, another Apple TV series coming is um, oh gosh, Patch Nico, right? Patch Nico. Um, I feel that I, I probably, yeah, mashed that up, right? And this is actually a, another adaptation from author Min Jin Lee, right? The book came out, um, of the same name, came out in 2017. It's a historical fictionary tale. Um, it's a saga spanning uh, across four generations and three countries. It follows a Korean family who immigrates to Japan. The story deals with themes of Japan's colonization of Korea, the generational trauma that lingers from it. Right, so um, it is written, executive produced, and show run by Su Hyu. 
right? Um, it's gonna be starring Yu Jong Yong, Lee uh, Mino, Jin Ha, Min Ha Kim, Soja Ara, um, Kao Minami, Steve Sang Hong Nu, uh, Jun Woo Khan, Yuna Join and Jimmy Simpson, right? Um, yeah, it is going to be eight episodes, right? Eight episodes, and it will be hitting the screen on the 25th of March. So, uh, there we go. There we go um also people over on stars if you are a fan of outlander right um yeah you know i think you might be happy to hear a prequel is coming yes so um matthew b roberts Right, the um, Outlander executive producer showrunner is attached to write and executive produce this a new series. Um, yeah, no real word on what's gonna happen, right? Um, but yeah. Uh, there you go, right? So Outlander is adapting books. I don't know if there's books set in in the you know beforehand, right? It's uh, yeah, it's intriguing. But Outlander itself, the main series, that's been renewed for a seventh season. So it just looks like if you were a fan of. You know, time traveling love <laughs> set in the past. Um, yeah, you're gonna get even more of it. So there you go, people. There you go. Now, um, I think we mentioned last week. I think we did. Uh, we did. We talked about it at some point. <laughs> but FX, right? They've um, they decided to bring back Justified. You know what I mean? Which has been off the screen. I think it's been 10 years, something like that, right? Timothy Oliphant um, played Marshall Ryland Givens. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that killed it. Uh, but, yeah, it's coming back. It is coming back. And Quentin Tarantino may direct a couple of episodes. That is the word on the street, which um very interesting. As we know, Tarantino, he set a limit on the amount of films he's going to make, but he then said he, he'd like to do more theatre and write books and TV. So, you know what I mean? The possibility is there, people. Very intriguing. Very intriguing. Another intriguing thing is a new series coming to AMC Network, right? It is called The 61st Street. Um, and there's two seasons planned, right? 
for um, this series, which follows um, Moses Johnson, right? A black high school athlete who is arrested for supposedly being involved in a deadly drug bust that threatens to unravel the corrupt Chicago justice system and police department's code of silence. Uh, his lawyer, Franklin Roberts, um, is played by Courtney B. Vance, and Johnson is being played by Tozin Cole. So, uh, yeah. Um, it's being executive produced by Michael B. Jordan, Alana Mayo, and Peter Moffat wrote the first and the last episode of season one, which is, uh, yeah, we, I mean, we know how um, how good he writes. So, yeah, that's, that's definitely intriguing. Um, the series is also co-starring uh, Anna Dwight Ellis, Mark O'Brien, Bentley Green, Jared Hayes, Julian Parker, Michael Ola, Ben Martin, Andrina Ward-Hammond, David Parks, Rebecca Spence, John Michael Hill, Jason Lee, Kamal Angelo-Bolden, and Patrick Mulvery. And it will be hitting people on the 10th of April. And uh, I can let you know, I will be uh, reviewing that for the TV portion, people. So keep an eye out in the coming weeks. So, um, yeah, another thing we mentioned recently, the, the Netflix Marvel shows, you know, Daredevil, Punisher, Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones? I think it was Jessica. Actually, that sounds right, but it was, something's telling me that is wrong. But we're going to say Jessica Jones. Um, Iron Fist Defenders, you know, they're coming to Disney Plus, but there was no day. But supposedly, there's um, a Canadian press release going out saying the 16th of March is when they're going to be here in um, Canada which kind of makes you assume that must be when they're hitting everywhere. So, um, yeah, people, you know what I mean? It, it, if you don't have Netflix and you've been wanting to watch those shows, it sounds like the 16th of March is when you can do it, as long as you have Disney Plus, that is, people. And let's end with this one, because it was definitely something I was intrigued about. Right, and I'm talking about the reboot of Babylon 5. Right, so word was it's coming, and you know, we should expect it this year. That's no longer happening, it's no longer happening. Right, J. Michael Stransky, he um, let people know that it wasn't picked up, wasn't picked up for development for this season. But, right, he says that the, um, the head over at uh, the CW 
what is really you know down for the show so they've um given it the spin spin right so that's mark pedowitz right believes in the project enough to roll it to next year which will keep it in active development that's what stranchki has said so um you know we we could still very well be getting Babylon 5. And it makes sense, right? Because they are trying to sell the CW. You know what I mean? And when you know that, like, all the DC shows would be leaving, right? They will go to HBO Max. So the CW needs stuff of substance. And, hey, having Babylon 5... That's going to help you. That's definitely going to help you. Especially knowing that Stransky is writing and executive producing. And the original was so successful. Right? Come on now. Babylon 5 was the shit, people. It, it killed Star Trek. Come on. Let's be honest. All right? So, um, yeah, there you go. There you go. That is us done for another week, people. So, um, yeah, enjoy your TV watching. And hopefully, I will have shaken, shaken, shaken this pesky fucking bug. Uh, and everything will be copacetic for next week. So, we will see, people. We'll see. Keep your fingers crossed. I mean, I yell. Eh, nothing bad's gonna happen. Um, and if I die, you can play that clip. <laughs> anyway, people, until next week. Peace. <laughs>